this is Sam. And this is Kareen, and we are two Ankh Ducks. We both recently graduated from our Hemoc Fellowship this past year and became board certified in hematology and oncology this past fall. Yeah. So I just took my first job as an attending specializing in sarcoma and GI cancers, and I have a special interest in clinical research and medical education. And I am a GU clinical research oncology fellow, and I also have an interest in medical education as well as immuno-oncology. And we came up with this idea because we both love listening to oncology podcasts. And when we were studying for our boards this past year, we found that there wasn't any really good board review resource for HEMOC. And so the idea to start this podcast. Yeah. So our mission with Two Onk Docs is to have short episodes that you can listen to on your drive to and from work when you're preparing your morning coffee or if you just need to fit in a quick board review um, because we know it's very overwhelming to study for your boards. Be a fellow and then also, you know, most likely you'll be studying while you're moving across the country, starting your first job. Um, So you just got to fit those quick hitters any chance that you can. Um, We may eventually branch out just outside of board review topics and may tackle some hot topics related to oncology. Um, If there's any, you know, very groundbreaking seminal studies that come out in any of the fields. But for now, we're really sticking to what you need to know to pass and ace the medical oncology and the hematology boards. So we'll start with um, how we studied. So we had... Sam and I, when talking, had similar study plans. So I think one of the main things is to be consistent throughout fellowship. You know, HEMOG is actually a whole new world when you graduate from internal medicine of all these terms and aspects that you don't even realize until you're starting in your fellowship. And I did take my ITEs somewhat seriously. um, And I didn't study for all the sections, but for example, in my first year, I made a point to say I wanted to really just focus on GU and see if I could get good good results on my ITE um, and trying to figure out what resources I needed to be using throughout the rest of fellowship. And then throughout certain blocks, if I was doing breast clinic, for example, I would try to watch the breast board review videos before and then try to finish some of the breasts question bank throughout that block. And in addition, I think, you know, you're pulling up NCCN for every patient and the testable material for most exams are going to be the category category one medications. So paying attention to those and kind of going through the staging and workup and for every patient that you see. Yeah. I and um, I, I did start my, my official study plan in July and I, I'll have Sam kind of go over her study plan and then I can go, we can go into more details. Yeah. So my study plan is very similar. So I did focus on studying throughout fellowship. Um, One thing I did in my first year of fellowship is at the end of every NCCN guideline PDF that you open up, there is a few pages of discussion and it actually goes over a lot of good broad detail. Um, So in the breast cancer section, it talks about how to diagnose, how to work up breast cancer, what is the staging, and it walks you through a lot of those details. So I found 
found that really helpful as a first year. And then through my other years in fellowship, I really focused my quote unquote studying um, to being patient driven. So if I had a case that I was seeing either on consults or in clinic, I looked that patient up and I did a lot of reviewing on the back end of the literature. So it was easier for me to retain the information because I could think, oh, Mrs. X, she was diagnosed with, you know, so-and-so cancer, and I remember reading not only the NCCN guidelines, but then digging a little bit deeper into those trials that led to the guidelines, and it helped me retain that information and easier to recall it later. I did not take my ITE my first year um, seriously. I just wanted to get a baseline of what did I actually retain because I was very overwhelmed my first year. Um, just like Kareen said, it's like being a first-year medical student and an intern all at the same time entering oncology. Um, um, it's a lot of new words, terms, there's a lot of data that people quote. And so I just wanted to see what I could retain. In the other two years, I did take it more serious and I did spend the month beforehand watching high yield topics in the MD Anderson videos. The high yield things that I always focus on were GI, breast, and lung cancers because that was always a big chunk of that oncology ITE and lots of practice questions. I find that I remember questions that I get wrong much more than the ones that I get right. And so it helps me if I see that question again, I say, oh, I remember this and I, I didn't know it the first time, but I know it now. Um, similar in my serious board studying, I did not start seriously studying until July. I was finishing my fellowship. I was moving across the country. And so July was that first time that I actually thought I need to make a plan, get serious so that I can ace my board's um, um, in the beginning of November. And I really amped up my studying towards the end of September and October with, you know, having a strict schedule with myself and having weekend board reviews with one of my co-fellows. Right. And mine was very similar. I think my serious studying, studying started around July, um, preceding the boards. And I kind of made a schedule with an onc and a heme topic for every week from July through the exam. And then, you know, life happens and, you, you know, I obviously wanted to enjoy the summer. And so if for whatever reason I didn't study for a week, I would have to tackle the topics that I missed either the week before or the week after. And the way that I was laying out week by week was, um, for example, you know, I'm just looking at my schedule here. I had... Um, let's say the second week of September, I was going to review the anal cancer video, the hepatobiliary cancer video, the sarcoma video, as well as B-cell, indolent lymphoma, T-cell lymphoma, and non-Hodgkin's, and then do all the questions related to those topics. Yep, I like it. It sounds like a lot, but, you know, there is so much material to cover. Yeah, agreed. So speaking of a lot of material to cover, let's talk about the things that we use to study, um, starting with books. So books are a little... I'll just say it outdated in the oncology realm because as soon as there's a book printed, there's always new changes. That being said, um, I did buy the ASCO SEP. It used to be a discounted price for fellows, um, so I bought it at a discounted price. I don't know if they're doing that anymore. If it were more expensive, I paid less than $100. If it were more expensive, I don't know if I would buy it again because it is very wordy, um, but that being said, it is a great foundation if you plan to use it all of your fellowship. 
um, not just for board studying in those last few months of kind of cramming. The one that I would definitely recommend for, if, especially if you're not heme-minded um, like myself, I was much more solid tumor-minded, the Hematology and Transfusion Medicine Board Review Made Simple. It is a book you can find on Amazon, and it is extremely simplified case-based hematology, all of the heavy-hitting buzzwords, things that you need to know to pass those heme boards. And then another quick hitter book that I did use a lot throughout my fellowship is the Oncology Board Review Blueprint Study Guide. It is also awesome for quick outlines. It's question-based, so it gives simple questions and then quick answers and lots of tidbits. So both of those books I would highly recommend if you wanted something in paper to highlight and write on. Yeah, I agree. You know, unfortunately, there's not one great resource that kind of encompasses everything in HEMOC, uh, as opposed to internal medicine, you know, where we had MixApp um, and some other options. Um, but one one of the other ones that I, I used um, was the Oncology Pocketbook. And, you know, I would try to open it while I was sitting in breast tumor board, for example, and kind of see what they were talking about from there. But Again, it is a little bit outdated, so I would try to annotate it with things, but mm -hmm. it's very small, so you have to yeah. write very small. Um, and then I guess that brings us to videos. Um, so I would say one of the best resources, and I wish Oncology had a similar resource, is the ASH Review Series, um, which are free yeah. and have malignant and benign topics that literally encompass everything you need to know for the boards. And so they release a schedule that starts in June, and it's weekly lectures um, that you're supposed to to watch and then there's a board review every Friday in the afternoon um, that you can tune into later if you're not available at that time but that's one of the best resources I think I agree um, I watched all the GW George Washington videos um, I think you know speaking to other people some people prefer the MD Anderson videos and so in retrospect I don't know how high yield they were but we, we can see what Sam thinks. Yeah. I cannot stress those Ash board review series videos enough. Um, that really saved me and definitely was a major factor in me passing my hematology boards this year. Um, so I highly, highly, highly recommend that. And if you're not studying for boards, but you're in fellowship, I wish I had known about those my first two years. Um, I don't know if they were doing them then, but that would have been awesome to watch as a fellow because it is everything you need to know in heme. I had watched the MD Anderson videos and I started watching them halfway through my first year and then I re-upped and I got the new um, set of videos right before my boards and I think they cover everything that you need to know. High yield topics, the nitty gritty things, they give you a little bit more of the background of them um, so it all makes sense. So I, I love them. And you can purchase them with your co-fellows at a group discount, I think. Yes, um, that's yeah. Yep, that, that's um, and then in terms of question banks, um, I think that Sam and I both agree that hemocquestions.com is one of the most useful ones. Yes. Um, so that is the one that I did in entirety. And then, you know, I repeated some of the sections as well. Um, and there's a feature where you can kind of do exam blocks. Um, so I, I, in October, some of the weekends leading up to the exam, like dedicated a day of heme and a day of onc to do kind of a simulated exam. Um, I did two other question banks as well. One is hematology oncology Q bank and they're very, sh they're much shorter stems. Um, there are some wrong answers in there and there are some questions that aren't completely relevant, but, um, again, you know, the more questions you see, the more you might 
kind of pick up something that you might have not known otherwise. And then the last one is Hemoc Review. They have some excellent questions overall, but there are some that aren't extremely relevant, like radiology ones, and some are related to percentages, which the exams don't really ask as much. Yeah. I am a purist and I focus solely on the hemocquestions.com. Um, I did similar thing where I did those few um, testing blocks where you can create a 60 question block just to retrain my brain how to answer 60 questions back to back. I feel in medical school and the start of residency, I could study and go through questions you know, till the sun came up. Um, but through the later part of residency and fellowship, my ability to sit and focus and read question after question really was lost. So I did the same thing where I made these 60 question um, sets so that I could train my brain to focus because I think that was one big hurdle was retraining my brain how to answer these question after question, you know, for four consecutive blocks on test day. So I definitely did a similar setup. Um, we will be posting photos of all of these resources on our Instagram so you guys can see them and you know exactly the cover of the books that we're talking about and the websites that we're thinking of. Um, so that's definitely something to be on the lookout for for details on each of these. And we'll give you guys pros and cons to each of the um, materials that we use to study for boards. And just some general tips, like we said, consistency, um, do as many questions as you can. Try to make a plan um, and a schedule, you know, a few months before the boards, maybe in the summer, starting in the summer, but, you know, plan for life. Know that you'll be moving, you want to enjoy vacations, start your first attending job, um, or in my case, do another fellowship. Um, so, you know, have a flexible schedule where you can catch up if you miss a week. Yeah, agreed. And I think one big thing that we both did, um, and we just found this out before we started recording this, is that we both, while we were studying, we made, I call them cheat sheets, um, but they're quick snippets that as you're studying each of these topics and you think, gosh, I need to review this the day before the test or the morning of the test even. So while I was studying, I would make a sheet on, say, breast cancer or colon cancer, and I would condense the information that I knew I needed to review right before the test. Very specific specific for heme, the electrophoresis. Um, there is lots of electrophoresis on your exam on the hematology boards. And so that was definitely on my thing of the day before hematology and actually the morning of hematology boards. I was reviewing the electrophoresis breakdowns because I knew it was high yield and I knew I would be easy to forget one of them. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so that kind of closes out um, our intro episode and hope that you guys will tune in um, to some of our board review and feel free to contribute uh, questions or, you know, any suggestions on things that you want to hear us talk about. And um, we'll be posting some of these materials on our Instagram to OncDocs and hope to see you next week. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening and good luck on board studying.